Section two of the Fairy Tales of Charles Perrault. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Deborah Lee. The Fairy Tales of Charles Perrault by Charles Perrault. Translated by Robert Samber and J. E. Manchin. Section two. The Fairy. There was, once upon a time, a widow who had two daughters. The eldest was so much like her in the face and humor that whoever looked upon the daughter saw the mother. They were both so disagreeable and so proud that there was no living with them. The youngest, who was the very picture of her father, for courtesy and sweetness of temper, was withal one of the most beautiful girls ever seen. As people naturally love their own likeness, this mother, even, doted on her eldest daughter, and at the same time had a horrible aversion for the youngest. She made her eat in the kitchen, and work continually. Among other things, this poor child was forced twice a day to draw water above a mile and a half off the house, and bring home a pitcher full of it. One day, as she was at this fountain, there came to her a poor woman who begged of her to let her drink. "'Oh, I, with all my heart, goody,' said this pretty maid, and rinsing immediately the pitcher, she took up some water from the clearest place of the fountain, and gave it to her, holding up the pitcher all the while, that she might drink the easier. The good woman, having drank, said to her, "'You are so very pretty, my dear, so good and so mannerly, that I cannot help giving you a gift.' For this was a fairy who had taken the form of a poor countrywoman, to see how far the civility and good manners of this pretty girl would go. "'I will give you for gift,' continued the fairy, that at every word you speak there shall come out of your mouth either a flower or a jewel when this pretty girl came home her mother scolded at her for staying so long at the fountain i beg your pardon mamma said the poor girl for not making more haste and in speaking these words there came out of her mouth two roses two pearls and two diamonds what is this i see said her mother quite astonished i think i see pearls and diamonds come out of the girl's mouth how happens this child this was the first time she ever called her child the poor creature told her frankly all the matter not without dropping out infinite numbers of diamonds in good faith cried the mother i must send my child thither come hither fanny look what comes out of thy sister's mouth when she speaks wouldst not thou be glad my dear to have the same gift given to thee Thou hast nothing else to do but go and draw water out of the fountain, and when a certain poor woman asks thee to let her drink, to give it her very civilly. It would be a fine sight indeed, said this ill-bred minx, to see me go draw water. You shall go, hussy, said the mother, and this minute. So away she went, but grumbling all the way, taking with her the best silver tankard in the house. She was no sooner at the fountain than she saw coming out of the wood a lady most gloriously dressed, who came up to her and asked to drink. This was, you must know, the very fairy who appeared to her sister, but had now taken the air and dress of a princess, to see how far this girl's rudeness would go. "'Am I come hither,' said the proud saucy slut, "'to serve you with water, pray? I suppose the silver tankard was brought purely for your ladyship, was it?' However, you may drink out of it if you have a fancy. You are not over and above mannerly, said the fairy, without putting herself in a passion. Well then, since you have so little breeding, 
and are so disobliging, I give you for gift that at every word you speak there shall come out of your mouth a snake or a toad. So as soon as her mother saw her coming, she cried out, Well, daughter! Well, mother, answered the pert hussy, throwing out of her mouth two vipers and two toads. Oh, mercy! cried the mother. What is it I see? Oh, it is that wretch her sister who has occasioned all this. But she shall pay for it. And immediately she ran to beat her. The poor child fled away from her and went to hide herself in the forest, not far from thence. The king's son, then on his return from hunting, met her, and seeing her so very pretty, asked her what she did there alone, and why she cried. Alas, sir, my mamma has turned me out of doors. The king's son, who saw five or six pearls, and as many diamonds, come out of her mouth, desired her to tell him how that happened. She thereupon told him the whole story, and so the king's son fell in love with her, and, considering with himself that such a gift was worth more than any marriage portion whatsoever in another, conducted her to the palace of the king his father, and there married her. As for her sister, she made herself so much hated that her own mother turned her off, and the miserable wretch, having wandered about a good while without finding anybody to take her in, went to a corner in the wood, and there died. THE MORAL Money and jewels still we find stamp strong impressions on the mind, but sweet discourse more potent riches yields, of higher value is the power it wields. ANOTHER Civil behavior costs indeed some pains, requires of complacence some little share, but soon or late its due reward it gains, and meets it often when we're not aware. End of the Fairy